We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. Elon Musk tweets that he'll support Ron DeSantis in 2024. Alyssa Milano uses Twitter to say she's disgusted with Twitter and Elon Musk. Tom Pompeo, when asked who's the most dangerous person in the world, says the president of the National Education Association, Randy Wittengarten. I'll discuss these stories and more on today's Rebellion. Good morning and welcome to the Rebellion. I really appreciate you listening to the show. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, The date of this particular show is Monday morning after Thanksgiving weekend. And over the course of the last several days, we've had a lot of news. We always do, obviously. Unfortunately, we live in a world now where you have 24-hour news coverage. And even on Thanksgiving weekend, when we should be trying to just get away from some of the garbage, some of the debate, and just enjoy our family and friends, some good food, good fellowship, thanking God for his provision in our lives. All of us, in spite of all the good stuff, we're always tempted to get involved in a good debate, a good argument, if you will. In fact, that has become a joke for Thanksgiving, that um, get prepared because you're going to have to sit down at the dinner table with your crazy uncle who disagrees with you politically. That has become sort of a, a joke, a meme for the Thanksgiving holiday. I understand it, and frankly, I don't think we should stay away from just healthy conversations. We'll talk about that on today's show, too, in addition to these news stories that I mentioned in the introduction. And those three news stories that I'm going to use as a platform, maybe as an example for conservatives being willing to have a discussion, a debate, on how conservatives today are more open-minded than progressives. The woke have closed their minds. They have foreclosed their worldview. You can't say anything outside of the box of their worldview without being condemned. They've closed themselves in. They're very exclusive while they claim to be inclusive. Their world is very small, very tight, very confined, and very controlled. Whereas true conservatives who believe in conserving time-tested truths recognize that those truths will withstand a good, healthy discussion, a good, healthy debate at the Thanksgiving table or otherwise and elsewhere. So the, the equation has been reversed in a sense, whereas conservatives used to be accused of having the closed mind. It's now the exact opposite. Conservatives are being proven to be the more open-minded, the more interested in a debate, a discussion, because they recognize the power of ideas to liberate us if we just discuss them openly and admit that we could be wrong. Enter into the discussion with truth as our goal, not political power. And this issue that I'm going to start out talking about today, the difference between Elon Musk and Alyssa Milano, I'm going to talk about this within the context of an open versus a closed mind. We'll use that news story as the platform to start that discussion today. And then I'm going to 
get into this critique from Tom Pompeo while he's out on the campaign um, circuit, because it appears Pompeo is going to run for the presidency, too, and he's a good man. Don't misunderstand me when I say positive things about Ron DeSantis, that uh, I'm against Tom Pompeo or anybody else getting into the debate. In fact, I hope they do. I hope Nikki Haley gets in. I hope Tom Pompeo gets in. I hope Ron DeSantis and, un- and others get in. I think it'll be healthy for the Republican Party and for the nation to see the exchange of good ideas and the challenging of bad ideas, because none of these people are perfect. All of them are going to say something that you and probably I disagree with. And then we have to decide who has the potential to give us more freedom rather than less in this election. So that'll be the context of today's show. I'll talk about Alyssa Milano and Elon Musk and the difference on how they approach uh, public conversation, public commentary, how they approach disagreement or agreement or the pursuit of truth. And I'll use Tom Pompeo's comment about Randy Weingarten being the most dangerous person in the world because of her leadership of the biggest teachers union in the United States, the National Education Association, the NEA. So let's take an early break, and when I get back, we'll start out by just giving you an overview of these news stories. The first being Elon Musk and the fact that he has tweeted that he would support Ron DeSantis for the presidency in 2024. And then Alyssa Milano tweeting that she's disgusted with Twitter and that she has gotten rid of her Tesla in protest to Elon Musk. So she went out and bought a VW electric car. And she's touting that as some sort of moral superiority. This is crazy talk, and I'm going to share with you why. And where does this all come from? I'm going to argue that it comes from what Tom Pompeo is highlighting, and that is our broken schools. Our schools are a mess, and we're suffering the devastating consequences of abandoning truth. Our schools are now propaganda mills. They're, they're brainwashing our kids. And yes, Tom Pompeo is right. Randy Weingarten is the most dangerous person in the United States, if not the world right now, and Alyssa Milano is the poster child of that reality. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Let's take a break, and I'll be right back in a couple minutes. In 1978, George and Kate Tedford set out to protect Oklahoma businesses better. Today, their son and our CEO, Mark Tedford, is excited to carry on his family's legacy. Professional liability, compliance, property, workers' comp, health and life. Tedford Insurance's dedicated team gives you access to the nation's largest insurance providers, negotiates the best rates, and protects their own legacy like no one else. Call 918-299-2345 or tedfordinsurance.com. The Patriot Auto Group, locally owned and operated. The Patriot family of dealerships takes great pride in supporting the communities we serve throughout the great state of Oklahoma. The Patriot Auto Group's charitable work has been recognized throughout Oklahoma. Whether it's visiting one of our local dealerships or simply shopping and buying online with our doorstep delivery, the Patriot Auto Group takes the stress out of buying a new or used vehicle. And every purchase comes with our exclusive peace of mind, Patriot Pledge. You get engines for life, plus one-year maintenance and 10 full years of roadside assistance, plus so much more. Sure, we can sell you a car, but supporting our community and lending a hand to our neighbors in need? Sold. 
the Patriot Auto Group. Proud Oklahomans in the communities we serve. Okay, welcome back to The Rebellion. All right, I want to start out really quick by reading to you a very brief story that uh, I'm getting out of the Washington Times right now. The headline is, Elon Musk says he'd support Ron DeSantis in 2024, and he wants someone sensible and centrist. All right, now, don't shut this down just because you, you heard the word centrist in that title. This is Elon Musk's opinion. Now, the first thing we should start asking is, what's a centrist? And what is sensible? And I think Elon Musk is demonstrating that he's willing to have that conversation. Listen to the story. Elon Musk says that he would support Governor Ron DeSantis if the Florida Republican decides to run for the president in 2024. Twitter's new CEO and owner replied yes to a Friday night tweet asking him if he would back the Republican Party's rising star in the general election for 2024. That response came after Mr. Musk had stated in a previous tweet Quote, my preference for the 2024 presidency is someone sensible and centrist. I hoped that would be the case for Biden, but I have been disappointed so far. Close quote. All right. Now it goes on and it talks about this billionaire, Elon Musk, that we've all heard about. I mean, you've got to be living under a rock right now if you don't know who Elon Musk is. He's a tech magnate who has not been known for his conservative politics in the past. So if you're conservative listening to me right now, you may be tempted to just shut down this entire show because I'm speaking positively about a guy who has not been a trustworthy conservative over the decades. I mean, Elon Musk has more money than he'll ever be able to spend, obviously. The Billionaire Boys Club is a club to which he belongs. He has uh, uh, invented Tesla. He has bought Twitter. He's engaged in the political discussion as the result of standing for the open expression of ideas, the open market square of ideas that Twitter was originally established to provide uh, to the not just the nation, but to the world, that you could go on Twitter and express your views unfettered, uncensored, with some exceptions. Obviously, even the original uh, Twitter model shouldn't have supported human trafficking or child pornography and some of this garbage. And censoring that, I don't think there's a soul out there that should disagree with that. You can censor blatant evil. For example, if ISIS is cutting off somebody's head and they want to post it on Twitter, I think Twitter should censor that. If somebody is trafficking, um, especially minors, if you're tra trafficking 10 12, 14-year-old boys or girls for sex on social media, then I think Twitter should censor it and shut it down. There are some things, even within the world of open debate, the free expression of ideas, that normal people, moral people, people with a head on their shoulders would agree, no, we're not going to do that. We wouldn't want to give our enemies open, uncensored use of our social media to bring down the United States. If it was clear that they were doing that, then we should at least be willing to have a conversation as to some sort of uh, censorship of that. So not even Elon Musk or you or I would agree in unfettered, completely open, open, zero censorship. I don't think the woke would agree to that. In fact, we know that now because they're responding to this whole Twitter issue as if they've lost their ever-loving minds. It was just yesterday they were saying that they are guaranteed their right to free speech, and therefore 
the Christian world, the conservative world, has no right to tell them to stop producing art, uh, for example, of uh, a crucifix dipped in urine, and that's art. And when we say, well, we don't like that, we don't think our dollars should be used to be promoting that in the public square, we're accused of being against freedom of speech. And now, and now when the tables are turned and we're saying, well, you know, you have a former president of the United States. You may not like him. You may not agree with him. You may think he's crass. You may think he's a bore. All of those things may be your opinion of the former president, but you surely shouldn't be censoring him and not allowing him to speak in the public square. Oh, but January 6th. Okay, you can have a discussion on what he did or did not say on January 6th without closing down the conversation and just eliminating him from the public square because you don't like his behavior, his personal mode of communication. So Elon Musk has put himself in the middle of that. Now, the interesting thing is in in the past, he was a supporter of Barack Obama. He voted for Biden over Trump. He admits all this. Um, But, and, and I want to make this clear, I disagree with him on those things. I think he was dead wrong. Either, either he has the wrong uh, priorities, political priorities, or, or he made a mistake. And he's now admitting that his priorities may be good. He may still be arguing that his given priorities are good, but he was bamboozled. He was hoodwinked. He was fooled by a party that he thought aligned with his priorities, but clearly doesn't. Now, it, I think that that's where Elon Musk is. He has some given priorities in life, and one of his priorities is the free and open expression of ideas. And the the Republican Party apparently is aligning itself more so with that given priority of Elon Musk right now than the Democrat Party. So he's openly admitting right now that even though he never voted for a Republican in his life up until the last election cycle, that he would support a very conservative Republican by the name of Ron DeSantis, over a Democrat candidate right now because he sees the wisdom of what he's calling a more centrist view. Now, again, I don't get... The the word centrist doesn't bother me in this particular conversation because center is relative, (laughs) okay? There are a lot of good old-fashioned Democrats that are quote-unquote centrist, or at least they thought they were when they were Democrats, But the Democrat Party has moved so far to the left, and they've kind of stayed in the same place as where their dad was or their granddad was or their great-granddad was. You know, it's a lifelong uh, commitment to the Democrat Party, not just a lifelong commitment, but a multi-generational commitment to the Democrat Party, the party of FDR or the party of Harry Truman, whatever it was. They were, especially here in Oklahoma, you see it all the time, because Oklahoma was a very very Democrat state. And these Democrats now are staunch Republicans because the Democrat Party moved so far to the left that they're no longer, these people, these good conservative folks in Oklahoma, are no longer in the center of the political debate because they're, the center, if you will, has moved so far to the left that they will have nothing to do with it any longer. So, they were centrists, and I, I would argue that that's what Elon Musk is saying right now. He, he was a centrist, or maybe still is a centrist in the old way of thinking, that we should just be able to have a normal conversation without just screaming at one another, uh, that the woke self-righteousness, the smugness of the woke agenda is not politically 
morally, logically, or legally healthy for our country or for our culture, that we ought to be able to have an argument, a debate, without calling for somebody to be put in prison because of something they said or wouldn't say. Pronouns. Denying biological facts. Not being willing to discuss energy, for example. And that if we really want to have a clean environment, the two cleanest the, the two cleanest fuels that we have right now available to us are what? Nuclear and natural gas. And the leftists, like Alyssa Milano, want to shut down the two cleanest energy sources that we have. If you want your electric car, Alyssa, you've got to have a power plant supp- supplying that energy, that electricity. And what are the two cleanest sources to fuel that power plant? from which you are going to get your electricity to plug your car into to recharge it. Well, the two cleanest sources are nuclear and natural gas. Elon Musk understands this. Alyssa Milano, I was going to say something demeaning. I'll, I'll try to refrain from that. She's so irritating. So anyway, the story of Elon Musk is that he has said that he'll support Ron DeSantis in 2024. Now, if you've listened to me, I agree with the positive critique of Ron DeSantis. I think he's proven himself to be a defender of freedom. He handled COVID in a much more constitutional way than so many other government leaders across the nation, whether they be federal or whether they be state. Ron DeSantis caught the attention of the American people essentially because he was willing to do two things. He was willing to stand in the way of the anti-science nonsense the science-denying stupidity of some of our nation's leading scientists, like Anthony Fauci, when they kept flip-flopping on stuff like masks and, and vaccinations and then actually compromising the constitutional rights of American citizens by forcing us to do stuff that they have not, no right to force us to do. Ron DeSantis said, no, I'm not going to do that. We're not going to live that way in Florida. We're not going to live in fear. We're going to we're going to live in freedom in Florida. And by and large, people started flocking to Florida and applauding this man's leadership. The other thing he did is he stood in the way of the, the, the child abuse of the woke agenda in our schools. He said, no, we're not going to be teaching our kindergartners, first graders, second graders, third graders, this science-denying LGBTQIA woke nonsense. We're not going to start grooming them sexually by confusing them at the earliest ages. That's not good education. We're going to teach them how to read, how to write, how to count. We're going to teach them that science is real. It's not a fabrication, that, that women have rights, that they should have their own bathroom and their own sports. This is common sense, and this is what Elon Musk is calling centrist thinking right now. Well, if you want to call it centrist, so be it, Elon Musk. I support you, I agree with you, and I agree with Ron DeSantis. Well, in the middle of this story, you have Alyssa Milano. She comes out over the weekend, and she tweets, and I'm going to read it to you right now. Here it is, directly from her Twitter account, which she still has, by the way. She's still got a blue check, Alyssa Milano, on Twitter. (laughs) The irony here is so rich. It's just ridiculous. I cannot believe that this woman... Is this thoughtless? I, I, I honestly don't know. Is she just not very bright, or is she so brainwashed she can't see the forest for the trees? Maybe both. I don't know. Here's her tweet. I gave back my Tesla. I bought the VW EV electric vehicle, and I love it. I'm not sure how advertisers can buy space on Twitter. 
publicly traded companies' products being pushed in alignment with hate and white supremacy doesn't seem to be a winning business model. That's her tweet. Now I want to remind you, she's using Twitter to tweet how terrible Twitter is. If you really believe this, Ms. Milano, then get off of Twitter. Stop using it. She obviously still wants the notoriety. She wants to be a big public figure. In fact, the picture she uses of herself on her Twitter account is a caricature of her standing with a megaphone. She obviously sees herself as a leader in the market square of ideas, the open debate, a leader for something that's right and good in her view, a megaphone. She is the voice, the megaphone for justice, for righteousness, for all things that are good. And again, she's tweeting that Twitter is bad. She's tweeting that she has gotten rid of her Tesla because Elon Musk is bad. And therefore, I can't drive a Tesla any longer. I'm going to go buy a VW electric vehicle, and I love it. Aren't I righteous? Aren't I good? The, the virtue signaling here is just so thick, it's disgusting. Well, I posted this. I responded on her Twitter feed, and I posted it on my Facebook and on my own Twitter. I said this. This is proof that Mingala is alive, has a secret laboratory in Southern California, and still practices experimental lobotomies. Now, what's my point there? Well, Joseph Mingala, okay, he was the, 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 the lead doctor for Hitler. You remember. He's the one that was leading the experiments in the death camps. Terrible experiments on human beings. So I'm suggesting that he'd be over 100 years old right now and that he's still alive somewhere in hiding. He's got a secret laboratory in Southern California and he's practicing experimental lobotomies on people like he did back in the 1930s and 40s. And Alyssa Milano must be one of his subjects. Now, I hate to be cruel. And I, and I know that maybe I'm guilty of, of taking my analogy too far here. But are you serious Ms. Milano, don't you know that VW was founded by Hitler? I mean, if you want to be queen of virtue, then you might want to buy a vehicle from somebody else other than the company that Hitler founded that was run by the Nazis. Volkswagen, the people's wagon, the people's car. It was invented by the Nazis. The company was run by the Third Reich. Hitler is responsible. If you want to take it back to its roots, to its origin, then you just bought a vehicle from probably the most evil, historically speaking. I'm not saying they haven't changed, and I'm not saying that you can't go out and buy a VW. But if you're going to get all self-righteous about the kind of car you drive, don't claim the highest level of virtue because you're driving a VW, my land. Okay, so you're going to get rid of your Tesla because you don't like Elon Musk. Why? Because he's allowing open debate on Twitter? Are you serious? And who says that Elon Musk is promoting white supremacy or anything else? Hate. And again, I want to say this, Ms. Milano, just because I disagree with you on your post about VW and Tesla doesn't mean I hate you or hate anybody else. It means I disagree with you. I think you're wrong. And you disagree with me and Elon Musk. You think I'm wrong. You think Elon Musk is wrong. So if disagreement is synonymous with hate, then you're as guilty as hating people as the people that you claim are guilty of hate. She saws off the branch upon which she sits. It makes no sense. So you've got Elon Musk, 
saying that he would support, he's open-minded enough to consider somebody that's making more sense in the center of how we can live together. That's Elon Musk's language, a centrist. I, I would challenge him and say, well, that's the wrong label. I would say that Ron DeSantis is proving that being a conservative, conserving the time-tested truths as the context for our freedom is why you're attracted to him. I don't care, quite frankly, though. If Elon Musk wants to have that discussion, which he clearly does, and he's open-minded enough to do so, then I'm going to applaud him. There are a lot of people that have differing views on stuff. I don't agree with Dave Rubin on some stuff. I don't agree with Adam Carolla on some stuff. I don't agree with Ben Shapiro on some stuff. I mean, my land, Ben Shapiro and I would disagree on one of the most important things in the history of humanity, in my view, and that is the definition of who Jesus Christ is. But I will still lock arms with people like Ben Shapiro, Dennis Prager, Adam Carolla, Dave Rubin, Douglas Murray. The list goes on and on. Even Bill Maher and I disagree on a lot, but agree on one thing, and that is there's something desperately wrong with what's going on in the open debate, the public square, the exchange of ideas. This nonsense about censoring everybody that you don't like and calling them haters and then getting rid of your cars because you don't like the fact that Elon Musk bought Twitter? How asinine is this? Now, where is this all coming from? So let's, let's, let's use the last couple minutes of the show to talk about this Tom Pompeo story. So Pompeo, former Secretary of State, is out on the, out on the political circuit right now because he seems to be setting himself up for a run for the presidency in 2024. And I applaud that. I, I may, he may win me over, more so than Ron DeSantis. I don't know. But I think a good, healthy debate, a good, healthy primary is exactly what we need right now. Conservatives shouldn't shy away from the debate. I've said that in a couple previous shows. If you don't like what I've said about Ron DeSantis and you think I'm being uh, disloyal to Donald Trump, then that's okay. You can have that view. But you shouldn't shut me down and call me names and call me a traitor just because I think Ron DeSantis is going to give us more of a chance of winning the White House and the presidency and giving us more freedom rather than less in 2024 than Donald Trump would have. Why are we afraid of that conversation? Well, Tom Pompeo is another guy that I think is a very interesting prospect for 2024. I'm going to listen to him. One of the things that he said that has really caught my attention is his critique of, or his answer to the question when he was out on uh, on the campaign trail. He was asked, who do you think the most dangerous person in the world is? Now, keep in mind, he's being asked that question because he was the Secretary of State. He's interacted with a lot of nefarious people, a lot of people, a lot of leaders that are dangerous and proven to be so. And his, re- his response was very interesting. When he was asked that question, he didn't say Putin. He didn't say um, Kim Jong-un. He didn't say uh, the Ayatollahs. No, that wasn't his answer. He didn't say that they were the most dangerous people in the world. What he said was Randy Weingarten. And Randy Weingarten is the president of the National Education Association, the biggest teachers union in the nation. Tom Pompeo was, was, was spot on. We will not be a free people. We will bring ourselves down much more quickly than Russia would take us down or China would take us down or North Korea would take us down. We will take ourselves down. We will defeat ourselves. We will rot from within much more quickly than we will be conquered from without. And Tom Pompeo recognizes that. And he's 
shining a light on the fact that this collapse of our ability to even have a normal conversation, the Alyssa Milano response, is coming from somewhere. And where did it come from? It came from your schools. Now, you may say, well, she's... She's in her 40s, 50s, whatever she is right now. You're serious. You think that this is coming from our current schools? Yes, I do. Because Alyssa Milano it was educated within a school that didn't teach her how to think. She was brainwashed rather than, rather than educated. And now she's a public speaker. She's an influencer. She's got a blue check. She has millions of people following her. And because of that, People are actually buying the lie. They're believing her foolishness. And that all goes back to our teachers' unions, to our educational establishment, and the fact that they are broken and they're not worth your time. So these news stories all have a common thread. They're all built upon terrible education, terrible ideas, the devastating consequences of abandoning truth. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is the rebellion.